0: 5 Mistakes to Avoid When getting into wildlife control work, there are lots of factors to consider. Here's what you need to know. Hi folks, I'm Jack Ammerman from Advanced Wildlife Control LLC in Flint, Michigan. During the course of the last 25 years, wildlife control companies in my service area have come and gone. I'm sure that you've seen the same as well. I used to be concerned for my business when a new firm would pop up because it increased the competition in this niche market. As time went on, I noticed that many of these companies would disappear within just a few short years. I don't remember when, but one day I realized that the businesses that were there when I got started were gone. I was the patriarch. I know some people are just not cut out to run a business. I also realized that wildlife control isn't for everyone. You must think about each and every job. They're all alike, but no two are the same. Each animal has its own personality its own food preferences, and various degrees of intimidation when it comes to entering a cage trap. There's a lot of revenue for individuals to gain in wildlife control work. Perhaps this pot of gold, the lure for everyone that gets into this business, isn't at first associated with the normal business costs that every business must endure. Could this be the reason so many people try and fail? Since you're reading this magazine or listening to this recording, I am comfortable that you know all about the costs of doing business. So you're ahead of the game. I'm gonna go into detail on five mistakes that I see businesses make that sends them spiraling downward. Avoid these mistakes and you will greatly improve your chances of being successful in the wildlife control business. The first one is charge what you're worth. Wildlife control is a service that most homeowners can't do or simply don't wanna do. Even those who decide to try it themselves are often surprised at just how challenging it can be. About once a month, I'll have a client give me, or one of my technicians, a cage trap that they bought in the hopes that they could throw a peanut butter sandwich in the back of it and catch a groundhog that's been destroying their garden. As an expert, you're there to do the job quickly and efficiently. The knowledge that you possess in order to accomplish the task is priceless. It will be the difference between catching the nuisance animal in one night versus going weeks with no trap activity. At one time, I didn't charge what I was worth. I can remember when I first started out, I had a schedule of different fees for the assorted animals. A skunk was the most expensive, followed closely by a raccoon. I laugh when I think of my reasoning for my squirrel capture fee. Since it was smaller than the others, I should charge less. I'll bet there isn't a pest control company out there that thinks like this. Heck, flea treatments would be free. Obviously, I was wrong and looking at it in a very wrong light. Most successful wildlife control firms charge a lofty setup fee and then charge per animal. It doesn't matter that one animal is bigger, smellier, dumber, or even smarter than the next. The client pays by the number of animals caught. You're solving a problem that the homeowner has with your knowledge and skill. These two traits won't come cheap, and they won't come easy. So charge accordingly. The second thing I want to talk to you about is the right equipment is paramount. Remember those cage traps that I mentioned earlier, the ones that the clients gave me? Those cages are not the right equipment. These big box or farm store cages are generally cheaply made cage traps that are unreliable and will not hold a trapped animal. There's no use catching an animal in a cage that it's going to force its way out of. Catching it the second time will prove much harder and costlier to you. Purchase your cage traps through an established supplier of wildlife control equipment. Look for cage traps that are geared toward the professional. These will cost more to be sure, but unlike the consumer models that may be used once every two years or so to catch a cat, yours will be used day in and day out throughout the year, and all the subsequent years too. I still have the very first cage trap that I ever purchased. I've stood on it, dropped it, kicked it out of the way a few times, and caught hundreds of destructive animals in it. After 25 years of being used and abused, it's still going strong i found that I most rely on three sizes of cage traps. For raccoons, groundhogs, possums, and skunks, I use a 10 by 12 by 32 inch cage trap. For smaller animals like squirrels and chipmunks, I use a five by five by 18 inch cage trap. The last one is a specialty trap that measures nine by 11 by 30 inches. With these three sizes, I'm rarely at a loss to catch whatever animal the client has. A wildlife control truck that doesn't have a catch pole, a set of snake tongs, and an extendable painter's pole is sorely lacking. There are times when the animal is right there in plain sight and you can just grab him and go. Why force yourself into setting a trap and then making a return trip when you don't have to? Having the right equipment is one thing, but having it on the truck is another. There's no value in owning a dozen squirrel traps if you don't have some of them in your service vehicle when that squirrel job call comes in. Number 3. Wildlife control is a different business model than pest control. The days of a $70 service visit are over when it comes to wildlife control work. Only on rare occasions will you solve a problem in one trip. On an unpleasant job, you will make the initial setup visit, come back the next day to remove the first animal, go back the day after that to reset the trap that got sprung for some reason, and then possibly make a fourth or fifth visit while trying to catch that last nuisance animal. Compare this to the pest control contract that has you stopping by once each month to treat the structure. You're there, you work efficiently, you get out of there, and the check is in the mail. With wildlife control, the offending animal may not even be back in the same yard for two weeks. Return trips are a necessity and you must plan for these in your service setup fee. Most of your clients will be one-time clients. Many times you'll hear, I've lived here 32 years and this is the first time I've had a raccoon in my chimney. Well, you'll catch a raccoon, sell her a chimney cap, and guarantee her that it'll be another 32 years before she has another. However, there will be a few clients that lean on you time and time again. It won't matter what the animal is. If they see it on their property, they want it gone. I like these clients and I wish I had more of them. But most people don't budget hundreds of dollars each month for wildlife control work. Unless the animal is causing damage to their home, they're perfectly fine with it being in their backyard. Number 4. You're not just there to catch a raccoon. It took me a while to realize that I was leaving a lot of money on the table. It took me a while to realize that I was leaving a lot of money on the table. I would catch the offending animal and then recommend a local handyman to repair the damage that the animal had created. A woman once asked me what I would charge to install a chimney cap. I didn't want to do it. Hey, I was a wildlife control guy, not a handyman. So I quoted her $100 for the labor plus the cost of the chimney cap. She gladly accepted and since my ladder was already on the chimney, all I had to do was run to the supply store and pick up a chimney cap. Four screws later, I had an extra $100. From that day on, I saw the light. I started carrying chimney caps with me. I started carrying hardware cloth to exclude animal entrances. I started carrying different caulks and sealants. I bought cordless drills and circular saws, all sorts of tools. If the repair was minor and within my ability, I offered to take care of it. This repair came with a hefty price tag though. I realized that most people won't tackle the problem themselves. And if they had to call someone new in, it would be even more expensive than I was. And I was already there with all the tools and equipment. And number five, don't think that wildlife control is not a skilled trade. It most certainly is. If it were easy, they wouldn't hire someone to do it. If the skill came naturally, everyone would be doing it. There's really only one way to gain the knowledge and skills necessary for wildlife control work, and that's to educate yourself and become that skilled tradesman. When I started out in wildlife control, there were really no good sources of information. There was no internet, no video tutorials, no books or magazines that dealt specifically with wildlife control. It was all trial and error. Most trappers were tight-lipped about how they accomplished their goals. Your nearest competition would rather be caught dead than talk you through a complicated animal extraction. These days, though, things have changed. There's no better time to learn wildlife control than right now. The National Wildlife Control Association and also the Wildlife Control Training Group both offer instructional seminars with plenty of high caliber speakers. These events are filled with people just like you eager to learn the ins and outs of wildlife control. You'll learn as much during lunch as you did during the previous session. Although I have two and a half decades of experience I still attend both these seminars. I've yet to come away without an idea that would eventually pay for my whole trip. If it saves me 10 minutes or even saves me $10 on a job, I'll use that idea for the rest of my career. There are some of us that grew up trapping animals and that is a big advantage. However, wildlife control work is far removed from fur trapping. Same animals, different methods entirely. A foothold trap has very little use in my business plan. You may think that you're smarter than a squirrel but there are squirrels out there laughing at me right now because they broke every rule in the catch a squirrel book i caught them though and eventually got the last laugh they educated me and now i can relay this information to you and here's another thing upsells are easy i had an employee a while back that i dearly miss he had an eye for selling this guy could go to a mole job and sell a chimney cap he once caught a raccoon under a mobile home and showed the pictures of the damage to the client he called me up boss would you mind if I spent tomorrow tearing out the nasty insulation under this woman's home I've already contacted an insulation company they can be out here in two days we'll pay them and charge the client 10 cents more per square foot than they charge us between the tear out and the replacement we're gonna make big bucks how could I say no upsells are easy and they're profitable just be sure that you sell what's needed You're the expert, and the homeowners will count on you to be honest. So here's the wrap up. Making a mistake is not a pleasant thing to do. Mistakes have cost many wildlife control companies their existence. I'm confident by educating yourself, using the right equipment and the right business model, charging accordingly, and looking for opportunities to capitalize financially, any other mistake that you'll make will be marginal. Hey, thanks for listening. On behalf of PCTonline.com, this is Jack Ammerman, and I wish you well.